Hi folks, Mike Hancock here and welcome to our Lifestyle Entrepreneur Summit today with Wolfgang Reeb, a really good friend of mine who I've known for actually I think it's about 10 years um, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong. And Wolfgang, no, it feels you know, like 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Wolfgang's a really funny guy. Say something funny, Wolfgang, right? <laughs> Don't you hate oh, yeah, being a comedian and people do that? <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Yeah. So here's Wolfgang. He's live on screen today. And now one of the things I love about Wolfgang is that he's the only actual person I know still that's been to more countries than I have. And I'm at 105 now. So you, you can't you seem to get over that. huh? And, and from, from next year, I'm going to be visiting a few new ones. So the game is on, my man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the good thing is that uh, most of the countries I haven't been to are in Africa, so I've just got to drive north from where I am today and I can clean up a few. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just got to hope you get there in the castle in one piece and nothing's been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, Wolfgang, actually, you know, you're going to find this, folks, a, a really fun interview as well. I remember I did an event with you a couple of years ago. Now, I promise you, Wolfgang, I've never used this except to tell people socially. But I love one of your lines about, um, you know, you go to the library and, and you ask people, uh, ask the librarian for a book on suicide. And what do they say to you? They say, um, well, now you've got to make, um, say, get out of here. You never bring them back again. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, I still lo I love that joke. It's a oh, fantastic yeah. joke. Now, yeah, so, so not, not everybody, it's a bit dark humor. Not, not everybody gets that. Uh, and oh, I always say, you know, we've we got to be a bit different and you need, too few people are laughing at life these days and you, you need to have more fun and you need to laugh. I mean, you know, like for me, example, I mean, I can't believe that I forgot to go to gym today. That, that's like seven years in a row now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Now, you've been a guy that every, your whole life you've just really lived the life, travelled the world, but... You've got a very, very specific skill that enabled you to, to do that. You really worked hard at developing that skill. So maybe if you could just um, start by telling people sort of what you did at the start of your life that got you out of home, got you out of Germany and got you to see the world and, and what it meant for you and how it set up your whole life. Just to start with a small question. Yeah, a small question. Damn, how long have you got in this interview? You know, I Seven think... Days. <laughs> My answer to you is how many businesses actually deliver on the services that they market? I've always said to people that book me, I'm going to deceive you, and I do. <laughs> so <laughs> that's in a nutshell. Um, yeah, but you know, very quickly, I always wanted to be an entertainer, a magician. And uh, it's a very interesting story that um, I spent the latter part of my youth uh, in South Africa and I also did ice skating and when I left school I didn't know what I wanted to do become an ice skater or a magician I, I can see you these... in one of those tutu things that I skate exactly wear. yeah yeah I'm not like that my husband is and um, so what happened is I remember doing an ice show called Aladdin where I played the leads role of Abraka band the wicked magician so I was doing the skating the jumping and the magic and at the end of this one show, this young girl came up to me, who was older than me at the time, and she said to me, you do what people dream about doing. And I never got it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, most people dream of being ballerinas or dancing on ice, 
and having magical powers and you doing both. And I think that yeah. was the defining moment in my life which went where I went, damn, I never saw it like it because I just did what I wanted to. I just did what gave me pleasure, which again, too few people do. And it's that moment that I decided, you know what, okay, skating is a bit of a, a restricted lifespan. Let's go and follow my heart. And I moved to London, sought fame and fortune. Of course, uh, back in the 80s with a nice, strong South African accent, all the pommies went, are you racist from South Africa? Of course, I defended myself. I'm like, nein, I'm Wolfgang, I'm German. They hated me more. <laughs> so it was a tough. But you know what? That's thing of uh, not giving up, believing in yourself, following that dream. And eventually after two years, I got a break on BBC, went for elocution lessons and things like that. And the rest is history. Traveled the world uh, and then settled back in South Africa uh, uh, in 2000. Did a lot of television work here. And then from traveling the world, realized that I had some life experiences. And there's a great saying that goes, when you're younger, you're a go-getter. And when you're older, hopefully you become a go-giver with a bit of wisdom. So I went into the speaking and sharing. And these days I travel around the world, speaking at conferences, and combining, interestingly enough, the magic with the, the speaking. So if I've got a point to bring across, I use it as a triptych to communication. It's just a lot of people, and especially if you're doing near and near conferencing, think visual. They don't think abstract like very much the Western culture. So if you come in and you, and you do a visual effect, blows the people away and they get what you're saying immediately. So for me, it's now become an effective means of actually communicating. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said uh, right at the start of this is you said um, you just followed what, what pleased you. In other words, what gave you pleasure. And there's just so many people that don't, you know, I know I, I've done 20 trips to India and I, I went to Indians love networking and I went to so many networking events and I could almost tell you this is how the conversation goes. Hi, I'm Mike. Uh, what's your name? Let's call them Sanjay. My name is Sanjay. What do you do, Sanjay? Oh, I'm an engineer. Oh, really? That's interesting. Why did you become an engineer? Oh, because my dad was an engineer. Why did he become an engineer? Because my grandfather was an engineer. Sanjay, do you like being an engineer? No, 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 I don't like it. I hate it. Well, why do you do it? Oh, my father was an engineer. Right? So that paradigm has to Cognitive be Cognitive conformity. Is that what you call it? It's because here's, yeah, here's Wolfgang. Conformity he's, mentality. Wolfgang is also a doctor. He's Dr. Wolfgang Reeb and a master of psychology and the mind. And I know you've written a lot of books on this stuff. So, so tell us, cognitive conformity, what does that mean? Well, basically, it's um, the, the simple word is you're a sheeple. You do yep. what's expected of you. And the other day I found a really great quote. I don't know. I think it's an unknown author where he said, most people get a job and they buy clothes on loan and a car on loan to sit in traffic, which they hate, to go to the job, to earn money, to pay for the clothes and the car. How screwed up is that, man? And I, I saw mean, that same quote. It was on Facebook, I think. And uh, yeah. I read it and I thought, I wish I'd written that because it's just so accurate and, it, and it's so relevant to the whole theme of this summit, which is lifestyle entrepreneurship, with, which to me is doing what you want, when you want, where you want, and with who you want. Yeah, it, it's interesting because since that, I mean, I've, I've been uh, writing my own quotes. I'm, I don't mean to brag, but I'm sitting on about nearly 300 of my own quotations now. And I sit and philosophize about life. You know, and the other day I came up with one that says, um, if you don't hold on to anything, no one can take anything away from you. 
Yeah. And this is the problem. We live in a world which is so materialistic and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it's, but hang on, if you just look within yourself and do what your heart says you should do, follow that and you're free and you don't let other people tell you this, you live on a completely different plane of existence. You, you don't let all this other nonsense get to you. We just had the situation where um, um, my partner Lundy's father just passed away. So we're talking about a lot of the stuff that's accumulated in life. And when we were talking to, to his wife about it, I came up with a suggestion that came from a meeting I had with one of our clients who is the number one female cricketer in the world, um, Nicola Brown. And Nicola's sort of just, she just retired at 30 or 31 and she's got all these trophies. Her house is full of trophies. She's got more trophies than the trophy shop. And she said, what am I going to do with these? And I, she said, I, I don't want to throw them away, but I mean, I don't want to carry them around and be like a sack I carry around everywhere. I said, Nick, why don't you take a photo of every single one of them so you've got the, the photo and that's your memory and then take them to a museum and offer them to a museum. So they're now in a in a cricket museum in New Zealand where she's from, but she has a really beautiful photo album, which is one keepsake from that. So that's what we sort of suggest to people because, you know, if you look at it, look around your house now, folks, you've got so much stuff and clutter. When was the last time you actually used it, you know? Um, and I've been decluttering now for the last couple of years, and I've got to tell you, it's it's fantastic. I mean, we live between three places around the world, so when we're anywhere, we don't keep a lot of stuff with us. I mean... You just don't need you know, it. It's so interesting you say that. Nothing that comes with age. I mean, we've been. Are you saying I'm old? Yeah. Well, well, you know, hey, hey, hey. No, but it's 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 that that thing. It it holds you down. I mean, if you think about it, people buy bigger homes so they can store more stuff which they don't need. And it goes back to that thing. If you keep on buying things you don't need, you're going to have to sell the things you do need to pay for the things you don't need. People so don't true. get this, and it's like. You know what? It's so bloody simple. And that's why I call them sheeples. They're slaves to materialism out there. And the best memory you can have one day when you're older, exactly what you said, is have a photo, but create memories. Stop working hard to pay off for crap that you don't need. And I mean, it does come with age. We've been clearing out. I mean, the guys at the dump love me. I just, and you know, I mean, I can take an example in this game, motivational speaking entertainment. I collected DVDs. I had a wall and racks. The racks, and don't forget the DVDs, the racks cost thousands. I had 2,000 DVDs. I can't pay someone to take the bloody nonsense away. And I invested this in, in gold coins or done something. Today I'd be laughing, but now this is the mistake we make. And, you know, buying the expensive cars, who are you going to impress? You only, you only want to impress people that are jealous of you anyway and don't care. What's the point exactly. of that? Exactly. Yeah, but I, it does. It comes with age. It's wisdom. That's been a big one for me is the car thing because doing what I do, I mean, um, I always felt I had to have a good car and so, you know, I always had my BMWs and things like that But and I had three, three in a row and I, last year when I went back to New Zealand, I hadn't driven the thing in six months because I'd been away. It's been sitting in a friend's sort of garage. When we tried to start it, it wouldn't start. Then when I finally started it, a week later after I had it, some, the brakes stuck. So I ended up, I just put it on, on the, um, the Trade Me site, looked to the first person who offered me cash, and now I'm just going to rent cars wherever I go instead of having this bloody 
thing just to impress clients who are actually, I don't care actually whether they're impressed by what car I drive or not. It doesn't matter. You're becoming wise, my man. Exactly the same thing. I spoke to a mate the other day. He said he, he moved over to Uber and he's saving thousands a year because you don't have insurance. If you do drive somewhere and there's an accident or, or a flat, it's not your problem. And I mean, I've done it the same. I see going to the airport. What does it cost to park at an airport for 24 hours? Or, or let's say two days. Most of us, we are two days. It's cheaper to take an Uber there and back than it is to park for two days in the airport. I'm like, why am I spending this fortune on the car that everybody thinks you've got too much money anyway if it's a decent car? So screw that. Yep. Yeah, but it, you see, it's, 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 called that, it's called the mind manipulation. It's, we have to have debt. Because if we don't have debt, then governments cannot force you to work and pay taxes and they can't survive. That's where the problem lies. You're absolutely right. We were just in, in Greece and we were talking to um, somebody who was helping us out and doing our tour for the day. And we were asking her about the Greek economy and she said, do you really, really want to know about this? And we said, yeah. She said, I'm reluctant to really tell you what actually goes on here. We said, no, tell us, tell us. And so this was what happened in Greece is, as you know, um, the, you know, the Greeks, they've ham family property, been in the family for generations and generations. There's no debt on it, no debt on it, no debt on it. So where there's no debt, there's no control. So what the government did is it said to all the, the people who own these families, look, you guys should sell power back into the grid. And so what you need to do is this is how you can make money. Instead of buying electricity, why don't you make electricity and then sell it back to us and we'll pay you for it. And the only thing you need to do is put in these solar panels. And the Greeks said, oh, we don't have money for that. And they said, well, okay, well, we'll lend you the money. So they lent the money to all the families whose properties have been in the, 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 the house for generations and generations. And then about six months after that, the power company said, oh, we don't need your power anymore and we're not going to pay for it. And so now they've got all this debt again. So now the, the, the government can come in and take the houses. It's a ridiculous state of affairs. And I think it, it's all caused because of people chasing um, what they think is wealth and chasing materialism. Yeah, very much so. You know, I, I look at a classic example. My, my, my dad is on the social system uh, back in Germany at the moment. And the government gives them enough to live comfortably. And every time when I'm over there, I look at how he's living. He's got the little apartment. He's comfortable. He can still get a, a nice salmon brötchen every morning and his cappuccino. He doesn't want much. He's into philosophizing, researching. He's having a quality of life. And I'm going, but hang on, isn't he actually living the dream right now? We as youngsters are running around for what? Absolutely. It's weird. It's really so, weird how so you're you just told me you're going back on ships. Now, you did many, many years on cruise ships and, um, and went to all of these countries and had a great life. And I know uh, you've shared some stories with me over the years, which are pretty damn funny, actually, about some of your experiences there. What, why, it sort of have, after having a break of 10 or 12 years, have you decided to go back onto cruise ships? I'm sick of the rat race. Even if you win the race, you're still a rat. You know? And I've just <laughs> noticed that most people work their whole life to go on a cruise. And I'm like, hang on, they'll pay me to come on. And we served hand and foot. And, you know, I'm at that stage of life now where I want to give back. But the fact of it is, no matter who you are, you've got expenses to cover, you've got a house to live in, and you've got all this stuff, which actually 
gets in the way of you being creative and doing what you want to do. So to go on a cruise ship, I've got that inspiration of different countries, cultures, people, no politicians running it, so you don't have racial, religious issues or anything. Everyone gets on with each other. Plus, you've got the time to be creative. And in that way, I think I can write more, put more stuff out there, interview, meet people. And I think it's always good when you meet people in a more relaxed environment because you can learn from them. You know, a lot of the people are older, retired people who just before retirement. You've got a lot of success stories. It's, it's so cool to learn from them and hear how they did things. So the, the growth potential for me, I think that's the big appeal. Absolutely. And you've done a lot of work on your mind, right? So, and you, you've been really... Not, not according to my wife. <laughs> you've been really engaged in learning and understanding not only psychology, but the neurology, the way things work and, and also positivity. And I think you're one of the most positive people that I've met. And, you know, you just have such a way about you in, in terms of the, the way you see life and everything. What did you do and, and when did you realize that that needed to happen and how important is it for other people to do the same sorts of things? You know, yeah, that becomes a long in-depth discussion. I always say you are responsible for your own attitude. I just launched, I've, I've been kind of redefining myself what I do because I started in entertainment, I went into speaking and uh, wanting to speak a lot more in Germany, all, all my German colleagues are going, but you cannot be a specialist in two, three things. Yeah, you've got to do one thing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what is it? What is the thing what I'm good at? And I figured I've traveled the world and I've communicated what I've done, whether it's entertainment or speaking successfully. So I'm building myself as a strategic interpersonal communication specialist. It's all about communicating. And I think the big problem today is, number one, we are judgmental. If you think, like, look at the elections today, Trump came in. Awesome. Some people don't like that. They're really upset. But it's not Trump's fault. It's their fault because they decided to be upset. If you're jealous of someone, you decided it. Take political correctness. Oh, they said something which offended me. No, it didn't offend you. You decided to be offended. How Correct. about stopping for a moment? And looking why that person said that, there might be a deeper reason, but oh no, you know, you can't say that. So the big thing for success, for getting somewhere today, is you decide. And even if you choose not to choose, it's still a choice. You decide your life. And I've got a great saying, and someone who didn't get it, I posted this on Facebook and they didn't get it. And those are the people I'm speaking to right now. And I maintain, if you could believe in the tooth fairy, Father Christmas and the Easter bunny, for a good 10 years of your life, how come you cannot believe in yourself for just three weeks? Yeah, because it takes three weeks. I think it's awesome. It takes three weeks for a habit and a belief to get cemented into your subconscious or be removed. So as a kid, you can believe in all this fantasy stuff. So for goodness sake, as an adult, why can't you believe in yourself for three weeks? Because it takes three weeks for that attitude change to take place. And then you can achieve what you want to. But I don't know if people are too scared. They've been too brainwashed. I'm like, it's really not difficult stuff, man. And you say, positive. You know what? We're all normal. We're all human beings. We all have a crap day every now and then. But the thing is, to have the awareness to go, you know what? Today, I wasn't at my best. I realize it. I accept and acknowledge it. Let me try and learn from that. And let me not try and make the same mistake. It's not always easy. No one says it is. But it's an awareness. And it's a questioning. 
I take the same with religions. I mean, you get these religious fanatics nowadays, and I'm going, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm not there to judge. But the problem they're fanatic is because they don't question other religions. I Absolutely. will question everything. I want to know. I don't care if you're different from me. I'd like to know why you are different. I'm not going to judge you. There's a big thing between questioning and judging. If I ask and I want to know the why, I can learn from you. But people just don't want to do that. It's like, this is the way, and we don't change it. That's where the problem is. Yep. Now, I agree. You're a guy who um, has a big house, has a great car, has a great lifestyle, um, has two daughters that you're educating and all of that sort of stuff, which is sort of typical of a lot of people around these days. And yet everybody feels stuck and you don't seem to feel stuck. So what advice would you have to people who are in this situation where they're so in it, they just go, oh, that's all right for those guys. They're doing what they want. They don't understand my position, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think the, I think the big thing is also a difficult question to answer quickly and easily. It's you've got to stop judging your standards on everyone around you. You've got to find out what makes you tick. And I think the biggest fear, because fear holds most people back, the biggest fear most human being, beings have is not speaking on stage. It's being honest with themselves. It's actually looking inside and going, but what is it that makes me tick? What is it that gives me a reason to get up in the morning? And it's not sitting in traffic and it's not working eight to five. And I mean, to me, the worst thing, I see many, let's say, People in their late 50s, 60s, they've got long faces and they're sour. Why? As you just mentioned, they've sat in jobs they've hated. And as soon as you hit that kind of age group, you philosophize and you question what the hell is the purpose of everything. And you realize you've wasted your life. I'd be sour too. Um, <laughs> you know what? Get bloody up and change. Only you are responsible for that. And it, it's, it's, it's interesting that I find no one wants to take responsibility. There was a gentleman, he was the past chairman of the Federal Communications Commission in the United States back in the 70s, Newton Minow. And he said one of the most powerful comments then, which is still valid today, the problem with today's world is that we all have rights, but no one has a responsibility. And yep. that, is, that is the core thing. It's like everybody wants this. With freedom comes responsibility. Uh, you cannot go, oh, but I still want this and still want this. No, you've got to take that decision and Things don't happen overnight. We do not live in a television society where we're drinking cappuccinos in cafeterias every day and things are happening. That's not the reality. You've got to work to make things happen. There are very few people that have been, they were part of the lucky sperm packet. So I always say, if you are passionate about what you're doing, then you have a reason to work and you don't mind suffering. It's the same with having a goal. In the long-term goal, don't just see the end. The trip has got to be fun. You've got to learn while you're having the trip. What gives me the reason to actually try and try um, until I succeed is because I believe in it and it's something that drives me. I mean, if you ask anybody why haven't they achieved the goals or why are they unhappy, I'll tell you why. Because they gave up. They didn't believe in themselves. The first thing you've got to do is get this right and go, what is it that makes me tick? Believe in yourself. Then when you go out there and you don't have to be the best in what you do, but if you're passionate, You've got an energy and an aura around you that's going to pull people to you because you're not doing it because you have to, because you, there's art school and that will bring you the success in the end. But I don't get, people just don't get that. And I'm sorry, I'm not being funny. This is really not a difficult concept to understand. 
No, but it is for some people. See, what I find is that um, the other thing is that if something doesn't come to somebody the exact way in which they think that it should, then they dismiss it. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm talking to you from my beachfront home, okay? And it's lovely. I look out there. Uh, dolphins swim past. There's always surfers except at night. And um, it's beautiful. I can see the Cape of Good Hope from here. Fantastic. Now, I, if I had have said to myself, I want a beachfront home, which I've always thought during my life, but then um, could I have in the Hamptons? No. So, but I can afford to have one in Cape Town. So this is the thing is that it, people go, oh, I want to live here or I want this or I want that. It may not come in the way in which you expect it to. So um, often this happens when people set a goal. They say, um, you know, I'm going to um, become the CEO of a major company. And then they work their way up the ranks and then they get turned down for CEO of the company, get turned down, get turned down. And then a recruiter rings and says, hey, I'd like you to come for an interview. There's a new job happening in the Philippines and we're looking for a CEO, da, 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 da. And you go, oh, I don't want to live in the Philippines. So you dismiss the thing that you wanted most right. because it doesn't fit your paradigm of what you think. That's you, in my mind, that's you turning off the natural flow that the universe um, gives you. And when you okay, turn you it cut off... Cut out on me, you're, I can't hear you when now. you turn it off, you're dead. Are you back? Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, you cut out. I missed the last part of what you said. No, they cut out my rant. I said when you, when you cut off flow, then you're dead. Yeah. Oh, big time. And you know what? It's interesting when you say that. Because people don't want to move out of the comfort zone, the area they're in. And I did that. I mean, I do these quick tip videos every week. It's like, you know, one minute, some advice. And with the traveling, and I'm sure you had that, people always ask, yep. where's the best place to live? where you are happy, healthy, and you can make ends meet. That's it. Every country has beauty spots. So if you had a dream of getting your job here, you get offered somewhere else, that to me is an adventure. It's excitement. That's, wow, it's even more reason to go and get it. I agree. But yeah, but so many people, because it doesn't fit the way that, that they thought it would be. I'll give you an example in, in my life is, you know, um, you know I used to be a professional musician. I always wanted to be a rock star, travel the world, stand on stages make crowds clap and cheer and make a difference. And yet and I worked and worked and worked at it and it never, it never happened the way that I wanted it to be. But here I am, you know, as an older person now and for the last 14 years or so, I've been doing that as a speaker and I even get to play my guitar and I've been to 46 countries working as a speaker and I play my guitar, people clap, people even pick you up sometimes in limousines. You know, people want your autograph. They want it's no different. It's just the same. You know what? It's very true what you say, Mike. And I, I think uh, for me, it's the same. Like, yeah, I mean, I was the same in the entertainment, get on television, do all that. But I, I'll say two things. First of all, having had how many primetime TV series and having reached that fame position, it was one of the most disappointing things in my life. Yep. Merely from the fact that everybody around was materialistic, was only friendly because of who you were. You'll sit at a social function, someone walks in with a camera, they jump up to be in front of the camera. It's like, get a life. So, yeah, things happen and teach you lessons. But for me, the biggest thing is I've always enjoyed standing on a platform in front of people and 
as you say, making them laugh, communicating, leaving something behind. So whether it's as a musician, as a magician, whatever, and you've got to let life just go and flow with you. And you, you couldn't be more nail on the head. You, you said it. The other day, somebody flew me with a helicopter somewhere. It's like, whoa, <laughs> where else do you get that? And it just, yeah, yeah let, let the universe take you. The universe will give you what you can handle. But are you one of these people that is very clear on their goals and their objectives? Now, I know you flow with it, but do you set do you set plans? Do you say, okay, in the next three years, I want to achieve this and this and this? I used to be. Uh, I think the world is changing so far. You know, you, you used to do a keynote for a, a convict, corporate conference and say you have to have a five-year plan. I don't think you can have a five-year plan anymore. It's hard to have uh, a five-minute plan. Exactly, yeah. So I think to answer that question, you have an idea of what you want. You, you've got to put that bigger picture out there. And then you've got to, you have to put things in place. You can't just wishy-washy. But the thing is, you've got to realize you'll be taken off track every now and then and just let the universe go. But you have to take, you have to take that first step. You have to make the effort to go and get it. But I think um, you, you, should, you, should have, you should have options. You should have two or three options where if the world goes this way, this way, this way, these are the options I'm looking forward to. I think you might be disappointed if you just go one straight way. And like you said, it's I, look at I the very much picture. Agree. Yep, I very much agree. I, I always teach this when I'm teaching people marketing is people go, oh, my marketing didn't work. I go, well, use option two. Oh, I don't have an option two. I look at it like they make a fork with three prongs so you can pick up your food easily. So it's good to have three different things. Um, yeah. Whether you whether it's your life or, or your marketing, <laughs> yeah, that, that's so true. And people, and you know what? If it, this one doesn't work, what did I learn from it? That is the biggie. Um, I, I'm trying to think. This morning, I looked at. I don't know if I put it on my desktop. I saw a great quote on Facebook. It, it, it's well. It's like I didn't fail. What uh, if, if I do something I didn't fail? I either win or I learn. You know exactly. And, and that's what yep. it's about. And I mean, it's that's where wisdom yep. comes in. It, it's through our mistakes. And again, we've been brought up in the world. We've been taught that failure is bad. And in, in essence, failure is the only way we can learn. You don't want to make the same mistake twice, but you just want to learn from that. Like, I mean, my, corny, but my, favorite, my favorite quote, Thomas Edison, does the name ring a bell? I haven't failed. I found 10,000 <laughs> ways that don't work. Awesome philosophy. It is an awesome philosophy, and it, yeah. it's a, it's a huge, huge difference between, okay. and you see people who... It's, it's silent here. Silent, well, is it? Oh, now, now you're back again, okay. Silent. It's, it's because the internet today is full of um, other people's promises and elections and things like that, and the aftermath of the election, which is probably going to go on for the next year, I'd, I would say. Um, yeah. Wolfgang, There's another what? great comment I want to add to that, and, and that is it's, it's one of my quotes, but kind of puts into perspective what I've been saying as well, because it's all about you and taking responsibility, but also decency, respect, and morals do not emanate from a religion. They precede it. People don't get that. Once you get that, yeah. a lot more things make sense. Beautiful quote. You've... Um how many books have you written now? I lost count. <laughs> it's about, it's over 35. Wow. 
Wow. I'm busy with another one at the moment, but I've got three, no, four in the pipeline. You know, you, you, you're kicking my ass on, on places visited and on books too. I'm at 14. I'm not even, I'm not even going to try and compete on that one. No, it, but, it's, no one wants to listen to me speak anymore, so to keep myself out of mischief, I write books. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Dan was a good guy there. He really showed me the power of, I mean, you know, and, and there's a lot of free stuff as well that I've got out of there. Uh, I think it's, you've got to give. I, I had a heart attack five years ago. And I always thought I was seeded by aliens and I'm immortal. And suddenly it was like, oh, damn, I'm not. And yep. I started questioning a lot of things. It's like being my second death, near-death experience. And the big thing for me is I don't want fame and fortune, but I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave the world a better place when I'm gone. And I think that's, what it, that's the drive for me. And I think if we could all just be like that, to say, what can I leave behind that's going to help, even if it's just one individual? That's really kind of my philosophy there. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. I totally agree. And I think, you know, one of the biggest problems that I see is that most entrepreneurs leave a legacy and 95% of those legacies suck. So it's all about changing that and really thinking about, what is the what? What are you really doing with with your life, and what are you really doing with your business? And what about what are the choices that you're making, and how are they impacting not only you, your family, but the broader community and and the world at large? And you yeah. know, doing magic and being an inspirational speaker and putting those together, you're changing people's minds. You're giving them humor. You're making them laugh. You're making them feel good about themselves. But you're giving them inherent messages. And imprinting on them in such a positive way. And I think, you know, there just should be more of that. And there just isn't at the moment. But you know what? I don't know about you, but I'm not very liked in the industry. And I'll say the speaking industry. Because I'm, I'm a like straight it. shooter. Yeah, well, you, we get on because we have the same philosophy. But I'm a straight shooter. Yeah, so am and I. My biggest disappointment, I never wanted to be a speaker. And everyone said, oh, you've had such a great life. Share and I remember when I started, I said, I'm not going to stand on stage going, yeah, 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 like an evangelist. You know, it's like it's going to be from the heart. I don't want people to say I'm great. I want people to say you're authentic and you helped me. And I could leave with useful stuff. And yep. I found more and more as sadly everyone that's fallen off their bicycle and survived is now a motivational speaker. And I found the industry is now full of, of who knows how many people, and they all think, the great travel, the lifestyle, it's a quick buck. And how many people do you really know? And, I, and, and anybody that's watching now, if you want to have a mentor, if you want to listen to someone, you want to get advice, I firmly believe you've got to follow someone who walks their talk. Not anybody can have a fancy website, fancy marketing, but who actually walks their talk? And it was interesting because I was working on my rebrand and I'm like, there are a lot, lot of guys in the industry I've lost respect for because of that. And I said, okay, how can I sell myself? Not to want to sell myself, but how can I make people realize I'm authentic? So I said, okay, I walk my talk. I have got, and then I counted, 650 free videos on YouTube, and I add every week. So like, yeah. if somebody says to me, I'm in it for the money, sorry, there. No, I'm in it because I care for humanity, and I can prove it. And I think that's so important today is if you're going to hang out with somebody, every how many guys are just trying to pose an image out there? Go with the guys that are actually doing it. 
the guys are actually putting their money where their mouth is. Absolutely, and and you are definitely one of those. And I know that you've got something also that you want to um, give to our listeners today. So so tell us what that is, because we're going to put up the the little box where they can um, where they can click on and actually uh, you know get into okay. this. So tell yeah. us what you've got. Silent again. Tell oh, us no, what you you've back. got. Yeah, tell us what you've got that you want to give people today. Well, you know, it's also interesting because I'm now on the fourth year with this. Um, people, a lot of people say inspiration doesn't work. I say, well, neither does bathing. You've got to bath every day to stay clean. It's the same with inspiration. You, you've, got to, you've got to have something every single day to give you guidance, whatever. So I launched a site called positivepeople.com, but there's no E after the positive. Because that was the only domain available. (laughs) Positive people are coming. What I do there, initially I wanted a subscription, but now for one month you can sign up. There's no spam. Just your first name, your email, and every single day you get an email with a quote, uh, write up an insightful comments on the quote, and even a picture with a quote on, and days you'll get videos as well. After the month, if you dig it, you can subscribe for a year at a time to what it is worth for you. So in other words, if you think it's worth a hundred bucks, you can donate a hundred bucks. If you think it's worth a dollar, you donate a dollar. But for that entire year, every single year, I mentor, I guide you, I send you stuff. You get free videos, you get books, you get all sorts of stuff, you get access to the site. I've now got the fourth year already that our people, people are following this. And it's literally wow. a case of giving back the whole time. So I, I invite you to go and check it out for free. You can see there's no upsell or anything weird like that. It's just what it's worth to you. Let's get on each other and let's be positive and follow our dreams and reach them. Positivepeople.com, folks. That's, yeah. that's the one there. And here's the thing is that I love what you said about every day you have a bath and, and you keep clean and every day you need some sort of inspiration. And so many people don't find inspiration in their job. They don't find inspiration in the people around them. So this is a great place, and I know you do this stuff really, really well. So I definitely encourage everybody on this call at zero cost to go and and get in there for the first month and and actually get some positivity. Every two weeks I add five one-liner jokes as well just to cheer you up. (laughs) Can you choose which days you play those so if you're having a really bad day? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, what I'm actually busy doing now, you asked about books, is now I've done all this stuff. So I'm bringing out a book for every year now so that at the end of every year you get a full PDF with for 365, all the quotes, all the comments. And now it's been four years of jokes every two weeks. So I'm bringing out a new one-liner joke book with a few thousand one-liners in it, launch that as well. You really love creating products, don't you? And, and you find it easy to productize what you do. And I know you've got so much content out there. What's, what's the secret to productizing your passions like you do? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if there's a secret. It's like I just fall on it by accident. I mean, I've been having this positive people go for so long and I've got a few free books with 100 quotes here and quotes to make you think. And I thought about, damn, the stuff is there. It's all in print and I can see I do... I do search, I see what's popular. There's a need for it. So it's there already. I just package it. And it's the same with having a keynote. I'll have a keynote 
uh, after a year or two, you've spoken to so many people, you've gotten feedback, you've added so much to it, I just write the thoughts down. I travel around the whole time with my, with my MacBook Air, I take notes, I put notes on my phone, and then I just I add it all together, and then whenever I'm on a plane or whatever, I actually put the stuff together, and then I create new products. Because it's, again, if you're passionate, you don't mind working. A lot of people think that, let's say, online marketing or online businesses, once you've set it up, it goes. No, it doesn't. You've got no, to continually be there. You've got to grow. If, if you just write one book and think you got forget it. You've got to keep your name out there. You've got to the whole time. And, I mean, I don't want to just vegetate. I want to learn and grow as well. And I get excited to share this stuff with everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm the same. Wolfgang, what I've learned from you today is um, do something that you're really passionate about. Don't muck around with anything else. Else, Get daily inspiration. Um, put everything aside. Travel the world. Learn from other people. And also to productize what you've got. What, what have I missed? What else would you like to share just as bringing this to a close with people? Yeah, I, I, I kind of think, think that's a lot. I, I, I would say... Two things, to calm the mind, declutter your life. Yes, we declutter, absolutely. Believe in yourself and then you can make the magic happen. Absolutely, well really said. Really simple as that. Wolfgang, it's been amazing talking you to, to you today. I look forward to catching up with you and I'll drop your uh, note and we can, we can have a coffee. And uh, it's been great I seeing you, you today. And uh, let's catch up in the, in the near future. Thanks so much for being online. Awesome. Great chatting with you, Mike. Ciao. Cheers.